Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP. Diving into physiology, neuroscience, and linguistics so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career, moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money, or make a difference. Tune in weekly if you care more than others think wise as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to receive our newsletter and receive free transcripts of each show. Here's your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello, my name is John Cassidy Rice. I am the founder of the NLP Business Practitioner, one of the most practical courses on applied NLP to the business setting. And over the last few months, I've been getting lots of, asked lots of questions about how can we use NLP within a business setting? So I thought I would record a series of applied NLP within the business setting just for you. Now, how good am I to you? That's right. Now, I also understand that you may not be involved in business as you watch or listen to this recording. And that's okay because what we discover is, and this will come to as a big surprise to you, businesses, companies are made up of people. Shocking, I know. And when you understand some of the core concepts, the core keys to understanding what drives human behavior and how language impacts people, you can apply it not only within the business and corporate setting, you can apply it in the family setting within your personal life. So you're going to get a lot of value from this either way. Okay, so Let's put this into a concept. Let's say you're a team leader and you're looking to motivate your team. Now, one of the first things we need to do when we think about I want to motivate a team, do you think we ought to understand what motivation means? What we're attempting to achieve? I think that would be helpful, for sure. So, what I'd like to do is a linguistic analysis, which is a fancy way of me saying I'd like to go to a dictionary and look up the meaning of a word. But I have a particular way of doing it. Uh, because I don't know if you've ever noticed this, if you've ever been reading a book and then you realise that for the last couple of pages you haven't taken any information in. And now what often happens at that point is you read a word and you kind of knew what it meant. You sort of knew what it meant, but maybe not in the context of the topic that you're reading about. And as soon as you skipped over that word, your brain starts to go into wandering mode. So if you didn't trace back the last bit you remember reading from the book, what you'll discover is there's a word that you kind of knew or you just didn't know the meaning of it and you just skipped over it to carry on moving forward. Now look up the meaning of that word. All right, so with that in mind, what we're going to do is this process, which I think is a good process for learning anyway, because hidden in a dictionary is a wealth of information. You've just got to dig for it. So what I like to do is I look up the word, I look up the meaning of the word, and any words within the meaning that I'm not 100% sure of what it means within that context, and I'm really strict to myself, I look up each one of those words. Then 
I look up the meaning of each of those words and any words within those meanings that I'm not 100% sure of in the context of what we're looking it up for. I then look up those meanings of each of those words and I carry on doing that process. Normally it takes about 20 minutes. Give it a go, it's highly worth doing. So let's apply it to our word motivation. And if you're on the website, you'll see there's a handout, a, my mind map, if you like, that you can download of what we're just about to explore. Right, so let's take the word motivation. So I looked up the word motivation from the Cambridge Dictionary, and it said this, a desire or willingness to do something with enthusiasm. Okay, that makes sense. So I looked up the word desire, and then enthusiasm. They were the two words for me that I wanted to look up. So desire, to want something especially strongly. Well, I kind of got that one and that made a lot of sense. So if you think about your team and they're motivated, do they want, are they sold into the idea? Do they want it strongly? Which will lead us to being motivated. Right, okay, so enthusiasm. So I looked up enthusiasm and the meaning said, intense and eager enjoyment, interest or approval. Now the word approval really threw me. I wasn't expecting to find that word. So that was definitely one of the words I looked up. The other words I wanted to look up was intense, eager and interest. Right. So I looked up the word intense, highly concentrated. Okay, so I then looked up concentrated. Wholly directed to one thing, intense. Okay, we've come full circle there. And isn't it true? Motivation becomes being able to focus on one thing and knowing exactly what you do. Yes, that's, a, that's really starting to give us a clearer idea of what we mean by motivation. So then I looked up eager. Strongly wanting to do or have something, which comes back to this idea of being sold into the process, whatever you're doing within your team. Okay. Now, interest, so that's, that came up. So, feeling or wanting to know about something or someone. Okay, then. So, I think it definitely helps if people are sold in, brought in, and are interested into the project that you're working on. So, that often means picking somebody for the team that has a passion for what you're doing. Ideally, I know. But let's come to this word, approval. Because that's the one that really threw me within the context of what we were talking about. So I looked up the word and it said, belief that someone or something is good or acceptable. Okay, so that's given us some clues while approval would be part of enthusiasm and part of motivation. Okay, the words I wanted to look up there was belief, good, acceptable. So belief, acceptance of something exists or true. Okay, so people want to believe what they're doing is making a difference and that it's possible. Yes, so good. Having the required qualities, high standards. And you know what, if you've ever led a team and you're working to a high standard, people want to be stretched and grow. So that makes a lot of sense. So acceptable, able to be agreed upon. Yes. Being a leader is not a dictatorship. So if people can buy into the idea and able to agree on what you're working on and to the standards and to the goals, 
Well, that leads to their enthusiasm, which is all part of that motivation. Hey, the dictionary stuff's good. Okay, some words that are connected to the word motivation. So, uh, the words like excitement, zest, get up and go, spirit, animation, stimulation, sparkle, energy, interest. Excellent. So, what we've discovered there is why companies and team leaders, managers, and the CEOs of companies want a motivated team. And it also starts to give us some clues about what we would do to be able to motivate our team and individuals in our teams. So first off is to have a very clear goal. So what we discover within NLP is that we are goal-centric beings. As humans, we like to know exactly what we're doing. And when you've got clear goals that you're working towards, then people are very happy and motivate it. So if you think back to work on various teams and projects that you've worked upon, when you've had a team that is working at full capacity and they normally knew exactly what they needed to do and they had a clear path to being able to do that and how it connected to the bigger vision, the bigger outcome. And as a leader, team leader, part of your role is to hold that bigger vision, the overall outcome in mind, at the same time having clear goals that lead you along the way. So these are the deadlines, the gateways, and all the things you know about goal setting. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Absolutely. So we also have to remember not all goals are motivation or make a difference to the team. I think it was General Electric that had this challenge in some of their, their, in some of their factories. And what they discovered was they had several factories underperforming. And they thought to themselves, oh, what's going on here? So they sent in a team of consultants to go in. And at that time, General Electric were using smart goals. And in fact, I think they were one of the originators of smart goals. And they built a huge, profitable and dynamic company from that. And so they sent these consultant teams in to see what was going on. And what they discovered, people were quite happy within their roles. And they all had very good smart goals, and, but they didn't have an impact. What they discovered was they had sort of, a, sort of like managers going, their smart goal was, can you, uh, so the goal was, sorry, I need to order 100 pens by the end of the month. What is that, smart, specific? Yeah, it's 100 pens. Is it measurable? Yes, I'll have 100 pens. Is, is it stated as achievable as written as now? Yes, I'll have 100 pens. I'll order 100 pens. Is it realistic? Yeah, that can be done. And is it time? Yes, by the end of the month. Yeah, but it doesn't have an impact. So goals will have a happy team, but may not always resonate with the company's outcomes. And that's part of the team leader's role is to hold that outcome. Next is, from a goal-setting point of view, the Goldilocks principle. So your Goldilocks principle, which is the, the three bears and the three different porridges. There was one porridge was too hot, one porridge was too sweet. But one porridge is just right, and that's the one that got et. 
<laughs> so we're in goal set, and what we mean by that, if you have a goal that's too big, it becomes overwhelming. If you have a goal too small, it becomes underwhelming. So if you've got a big goal and you don't know where to start and you're overwhelmed, you just won't start. If you've got a small goal and you don't know where to start, uh, so, so you've got a small goal and it's just too easy for you. So for example, if I said I'm going to turn my, my stomach, i.e. keg, into a six pack and I'm going to do one sit up a day, it's a long term plan, well it's just too easy. Uh, pretty much everybody could do a sit-up a day, as long as you haven't got a bad back. And the strange thing is, you'll sit and watch adverts on TV wasting your life, but not get down and do that one sit-up. But if I said, I'm going to do 10 sit-ups a day, I realise most of you just gone, 10 sit-ups, John? I do 100 sit-ups before I do my real sit-ups just to warm up. I realise that, but for the rest of us mere mortals, 10 sit-ups is a bit more challenging. Yes, I have to stretch and grow to achieve it, but I still think I can, i.e. it's just right. And that will give us maximum motivation. So one of the key things we take away from NLP, which is that one of the foundations of NLP, is NLP is an outcome-oriented discipline. We as human beings are goal-centric beings. So when we know where we're heading towards, and we know what we need to get there, but we have to stretch and grow, we tend to be much more motivated. So if you've got any questions, some examples of that in action, please do post it below. And if you've got any questions, contact me at john at nlpcourses.com. So go and make a difference in the world. Be a little bit outrageous and have impact. And let's go out and motivate. And if you're ready to take your training to the next level, go over to the website, NLP Courses, and look for the business practitioner. It is a dynamic course. I highly recommend it. Until next time, thank you ever so much and have a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to NLPCourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro linguistics, programming, and beyond.